Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Uh, broadcast, even though we don't, we, we've never actually given anyone the, <laughs> the, link, the link to the webinar. We haven't let people just, like sign up for it or anything, but, uh, but, there's, but we're broadcasting anyway. So. At least we're getting a lot of training. I just, I like that part a lot, you know? Yeah. Already. Are we on? Oh, we yes, are. we're on. We're, we're on. recording. Oh, boy. So good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening, everyone, wherever you are. Uh, this is Nicholas Zart. I'm here with uh, Zach here, and we're going to talk about the news today. Now, the news is obviously electric mobility news, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take some detours along the way. I'm a master of tangents. By the way, I just learned that new uh, title. That's my new title, Master of Tangents. I'm pretty good at tangents too, man. I'm, we, together, we're like tangent, tangent, yeah, tag team, duo, awesome, rock star, something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to talk about the very first story that caught my eye because I think it's, a, it's an interesting one because we don't always just talk about EVs, obviously, but we talk about everything around EVs. And for me, one of the things that attracts me the most about EVs in general is efficiency, right? But efficiency means a heck of a lot of things to different people. Um, Space Invader is something that caught my eye. Space Invader is basically, it's a Dutch company, if I remember well. Um, oh, sorry, Danish company, my apologies. Danish company, and they've invented a way to maximize space and cargo uh, space. So basically what they're doing is they're trying to utilize as much space within a cargo, uh, 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 well, within the, the trucking industry in a nutshell. I love those kind of stories. Uh, we're not gonna talk forever about it. Um, it's written by Jesper Berggren. Berggren. And I, I highly recommend you look at it. Space Invader, a new system that utilizes excess cargo space in the trucking industry. Anyway, shout out. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So it's a kind of small efficiency improvements that actually have tremendous impact, but don't get quite the, the press or jazz that a, a company like, like Tesla gets. And we weren't gonna, we we're actually going to mostly skip Tesla today. Elon, you, I'll let you say what you were going to say. I, I was going to skip it completely because I was like, well, this stuff, this... Uh, Elon Chatter on Twitter is not really actually about the product or, or clean tech. So, uh, but you, your comment was, yeah, I, I, I'm, when I, when I read it, I was, you know, I mean, it's getting to the point when anytime I see Elon or Musk or Tesla, I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be something sensational, not a lot of substance. That's something that we argue. I mean, we, we talk about a lot, right? But this one for me was, was, wow. It's, it's the, the line keeps on getting, further and blurred and everything but now there's this whole conspiracy thing somebody is 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 trying to sabotage uh, tesla from the inside now you know i mean I, I thought he did couch it in in proper uh he didn't say it's for sure like uh anything yeah. beyond what the employee said which the employee apparently admitted that he was upset that he didn't get promoted and that's why he was doing this stuff uh yeah but but he put out the you know the option that it was related to the big auto or big oil and they're investigating still. Uh, I mean, of course, Tesla didn't publish it. No. But they also, you know, but, they sort of know emails get leaked <laughs> these days. So. But, but does Tesla publish anything? I mean, we're the ones who do it and obviously we're part of it. But, you know, I think, it, and, you're, and you're right, it's not news, but, but it's the kind of stuff that comes up and it's like, this should be behind doors, dudes. <laughs> this is bad for all of us. We don't need well, that stuff. It's fluffy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the thing. The thing that I was writing, I, I don't know where I'm gonna comment is. Big Auto is often bitter that Tesla gets covered for every little thing that's good yeah. that they do, and then Tesla is bitter that they get covered for every little thing that's negative yep. that they do. And so, 
I mean, come on. They, they're a hot brand, huge hot brand. So everybody yeah. and their mother covers them in the media. And, you know, everyone has to sort of just accept that's what happens when you're a really popular hot brand. And I, yeah. I don't understand the getting bitter. Like, that's, I mean, I understand it. But at the same time, like, get over it. That's what happens. But uh, with the, the tweeting, I mean, he used to tweet very seldom. I remember he, the first thing he tweeted of mine uh, sat at the top of his Twitter feed for like a month because he was tweeting so infrequently back then. This was a, I don't True. Know, how many years ago. And their only tweets around it were like a, few, a handful of tweets about his companies. This was, yes. I'm trying to think when this was, maybe five years ago, I don't know. So he tweeted very infrequently. And of course, Twitter is kind of addictive. So he, so he got going on, every, I guess, pe- I, I've not gotten locked into that much yet. I don't really like the platform personally, but, but, uh, but you know, they seem, it seems like once it gets to your hook, it's, it's hook in you, it's like you go more and more and more and more. And I mean, I've, I've thought he's sort of crossed a barrier in the past few months where he's tweeting way too much and uh, about too many topics that, I mean, it's up to him. It's his personal life. He can tweet about personal stuff, whatever. But at the same time, it's doing, I don't think it's good for, for the Tesla brand and, and uh, business. And, but yeah, anyway, but- and, and I mean, I just, I saw, I was off of Twitter for like one day getting ready for our move. And then I check, you know, cause I have his, like his thing open. So we see new tweets of his quickly and there have been 53 new tweets. And I was like, Oh my God, I really don't want to look through these, you know? And they were about, uh, about capitalism, socialism, these things, which is interesting dis- discussions to have. Sure. But it's like, yeah. dude, let's not, let's, let's maybe keep the, <laughs> keep those discussions more private until things are passed yeah. with Tesla. But yeah. he's obviously burnt out. But we, but you were saying I was going to not cover it. And you were saying that your comment was going to be that we shouldn't cover such, that this is not clean tech news, so we shouldn't cover And yet we're talking about it anyway. And like, yet we're talking about it. No, and, and you're right. But, but I mean, it's also, I think, and, and you're right, because ultimately, I guess we pretty much have to say that, hey, there's a lot of fluff out there too. You know, it's interesting if you have the time to read it, but, well, okay, I, I don't care. Where is the Model 3? That's all I care about at this yeah. stage. Though. And does it really move the needle on anything to, to discuss this? I don't, I, don't, I don't really think so. But, but yeah. another thing we were going to get into uh, was Jaguar, the Jaguar I-Pace, which uh, our writer Steve Hanley was lucky to, to get a trip to Portugal to test drive and take a lot of beautiful photos of and eat food and stuff like that. And uh, he absolutely loved it. And I've seen a lot of reviews that really praise it. And I I've, I've thought, man, it looks, looks like a good vehicle. His, I thought his was the best, honestly, that I've seen, which was really nice for since it's on Clean Technica. But, but it, it explained the car, the way the car feels driving, the, the, the impression the car gives, the atmosphere. And then at the end, he did a comparison with the Model X, and he said, well, it's not really like, they, these models are not competing. They're competing with gas car, gas SUVs. So they're both competing, you know, they're both really competing with gas SUVs. I'm sure when someone wants an electric SUV, they choose between these, right? In this class. But at the same time, they're just, they're really, they're different vehicles of Tesla Model X and the Jaguar I-Pace. They're for different customers, different communities. And the great thing is that they're both amazing, awesome vehicles. And the Jaguar I-Pace has, has stuff that you can't get in another vehicle. So it's really, um, it's really attractive in that regard. So it's just wonderful to see some, some really competitive products getting out there. I, I, I agree. And I think Steve did a great job and, and you're right in, in more than one ways because Steve really brings in a lot of experience into, into that. So I, again, I'd rather wait maybe a few days and read what he has to say because he's going to talk about everything that I also want to know. Uh, so he's not just breaking news here. He's really going in depth. He's really explaining it and, 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 and I love it. And the great thing about it is you're right. Out of all the competition, 
Tesla killers out there and all that good stuff. Um, Jaguar is, is actually a good alternative to, uh, to uh, you know, a Model X. Uh, or what will be, I should say, you know, and, and so it's, it's, it's great news. I mean, Jaguar, Land Rover, I'm excited about what they're going to do too. Volvo, I mean, they're all more or less in that same upper scrum here and they're fighting for that, for that uh, market segment. Yeah, and we did try to dig in because there was a kind of a note that they were, uh, you know, there was this kind of, there's these miscommunications that happen when these companies are talking about electrifying every model or every car or something like this and it gets translated as all their cars are gonna be electric, and that's not the case. And we tried to clarify with, uh, with Jaguar because actually we covered this in September. Guardian, the Guardian said, I think it was the Guardian that said all of their cars would be electric, electrified, mm -hmm. and BBC reported no, every model will have an electrified option, uh, but it doesn't mean that all the cars will be electrified by a certain date, 2022 or something. So we tried, we tried to get clarification, well we got clarification and Jaguar, wrote us a long email they said that uh you know they're eager, eager to offer electrified versions of their models but they're not shutting down their their gas diesel internal combustion engine business and customers still want those cars from them they say so so at least to, to us they're saying no there's no plan to phase out gas engines the plan is just to offer plug-in and and hybrid options of all their models so that people have the choice I, the thing I always wonder, you know, that's what they have to say, obviously, today. They're not going to say, yeah, we're, I don't think anyone would say right now, yeah, we're going to shut up. We're going to close down all of our gas engine business. But at the same time, I, you have to think they're, that they're having their minds somewhere. If there's a lot of demand, which there is for the iPace, when should we do that? You know, and they have to have a kind of timeline in place, I think, if they're talking about electrifying every model to going beyond that. Unless they really think that, that there's always a future for gas engines, and I hope they don't think that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and you know, I think in all fairness, um, Jaguar is, a, is, a, is an internal combustion car company. You know, that's what it is. That's its bread and butter. Its business model is founded on that. And, and I'm going to use a really weird uh, 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 image here, but it's like asking a chef to all of a sudden become a, a pastry chef overnight and... You figure out the tools, man. No, you can't do that. It's not a, you know, it's just not a, a transition like that. Lord knows we've been covering it for a long time now, a decade. And boy, that transition, we're still waiting for it. So, of course, we expect that from a startup like Tesla or, or an electric car company. Uh, but yes, you're right in this case. But, you know, it also makes me wonder because, and I'm not saying that Jaguar did that at all, at all but some companies have already twisted, you know, the electrification, uh, the, the use of the term electrification to in fact, you know, get us talking about it, get us all all uh, all excited about it, and and so I wonder if if you know there is also a little bit of give on their side. They're doing this to get the conversation started, so eventually it gets the conversation going. I think that's the most important part. I think yeah, I think something that's driving a lot of us crazy is there's this new trend to co to focus on electrified, so not plug-in, but including hybrids and normal hybrids and. There, so many press releases now are about their electrifying, electrified, and it's like, dude, please don't fuck with me. <laughs> like, we don't want to hear about the hybrids. We want to hear about the plug-in cars, at least the plug-in hybrids, you know. Uh, but you know, this is this yeah. is apparently the trend for some reason. But the thing I've heard from uh, you know suppliers and designers and in the industry here and there is that the the majority, the vast majority of of new 
uh, design work and uh, you know drivetrain prep work and design and development is focused on plug-in cars. So you know they're not really. It sounds like there's not much investment going into new gas diesel you know drivetrains or models. So I think it's really a matter of them trying to get as much money out of what they've invested, you know, their their, their previous investments, uh, as long as possible. But I, I I think most companies probably have a sense that at some point they have to drop the gas. I think I hope. But there's yeah. another. You covered Volvo Polestar. That's a good. Yeah. I think that's a good approach. So what do you? Yeah, and you, you're right. That's actually a perfect segue because I was going to go into uh, Volvo and Vauxhall. <laughs> That's interesting. So Volvo indeed is also one of those alternatives to you know the Model X and Jaguar and all these guys. And these guys are all playing within that. The Polestar was interesting because it was it was almost a given. Uh, Volvo has a racing division, and it's called the Polestar or Polestar. And so the, the, you can read the article. I, I give you a brief summary as to how it started and how it came into, into being. But it is like AMGs, like Mercedes AMGs, although more on the racing side of it. And so logically, what do you do when you have, you know, the car company that makes gasoline cars? You've got, you know, the truck side, you've got this side, you've got that, and then you've got the racing side. Well, eventually that racing side, well, why not turn it into an EV platform indeed? So this is what Volvo is trying to do. And again, going back to the electrification message, that's what we hear. But obviously, once you start to look into it, the first car is indeed a plug-in hybrid. And I'm excited about that because for one thing, I thought, okay, so we've seen the hybrid revolution. What should have happened right after that was hybrid performance. We never really saw that. We went to plug-in hybrids. Okay, great. And again, we didn't never really seen a plug-in hybrid performance car. I'm talking about same thing as a Model S, but give but, it to me in plug-in hybrid. We've never seen that so but, far, right? Uh, but do you mean... Uh I, I mean, I, I'm thinking of the Porsche 918 Spider, which is a plug-in. Oh, okay, hybrid. no, yes, so okay. You're, but you're talking more yeah. like a family car, right? Or I'm, I'm talking about more, more affordable. You know, we can right. all have it. Okay, right, right, right. Not right. the Tesla Not model. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I look outside. I only see a 918 when I go to a museum or a car meeting. Yeah, I've never seen one. So I well, maybe I don't. I don't know. Maybe I've seen one at the car show. But <laughs> it's a big yeah, car. You, too, you're, you're talking about. But you're talking about performance so, plug-in hybrids for for uh, yeah. But but in the sense of uh, you know how to get people really excited about it. Oh, here's this this electric thing, and a lot of guys, you know, car guys don't care about it. But here's this performance electric thing. Mm. Okay, and that's how we could have gotten people interested in plug-in hybrids. You know, hey, more electricity here, and then finally an EV. And guess what? Tesla does a great job at that. You know, and blah blah blah. I thought that would have been a great progression. So seeing it now, it's it's. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see it now. I think. I think that's what Volvo is trying to do with their um, S60, and, and that's a great idea. That's exactly that. And on the flip side, I don't know if you want to segue into the other story or if you want to, if you want to uh, jump in on what I just I'm, said. There. I'm, listen I'm listening right now. I'm <laughs> because, because on the other side of the spectrum now, you have uh, Peugeot, right? So Peugeot now has Opel and has Vauxhall, which means Peugeot has access to the last things that GM worked on. Okay, so what are they doing? Well, so you, you're in Europe, you know what a Corsa is. In, in America, people won't, won't know what a Corsa is. It's a small two, four door little car, right? Um, they're making the new one, the new one for 2020, right? Well, although there will be a gasoline version, there will be an electric version, there will be a hybrid and a plug-in hybrid version. And it turns out that, again, we hear electrification of the Corsa, it's going to be called the E-Corsa. It will be a plug-in hybrid and there will be an electric vehicle. So 
So it's interesting to see like, a, first of all, these little sub-brands, or they're not sub-brands, Vauxhall is a, an old traditional car company, but these brands can be better used to introduce the concept of EV performance, which is now what we need to do because so far, Tesla, that's all. You know what I mean? That, that was my point. Yeah, yeah, no, and uh, it's a, that company, I don't, we shouldn't get too far into weeds on that company probably, but it's an interesting one because they were relying on uh they were relying on uh gm to to get them basically the electric trans yes. electric models that they needed to meet european regulations and yes. they, they got bought i mean they, they bought uh uh you know gm sold uh, opal back and and it turned out they actually had like nothing under the in the box <laughs> like like there was, they, so there's been actually lawsuits about it that they got ripped <laughs> off because they were told something oh, yes. wasn't and uh so my understanding is they they realize they have to really get going on this front and so now they're 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 taking that that problem uh and turning it into maybe you know a, some kind of leadership role in this in this arena but um it's hard to say until we see the goods right you know so there's like uh there's a yeah. lot of, uh, there's a lot of, um, sorry, I'm trying to edit the Facebook videos. I'm sorry. There's a lot of talk, you know, and, and again, Volvo is one of those ones where, where you had this hype that is going fully electric and there are all these stories about Volvo's going fully electric and it was actually just going to electrify every model, which means, you know, offer at least a hybrid on every model, which is not big news. Really. I mean, it's sort of, it's good, but that's sort of just what you need to do. But, uh, anyway, um, we, I'm leaving for Florida tomorrow from Poland. My family, we're moving. So I think we'll cut off this meeting and start another short one. So we have one to write about the following day any, anyway, and we, we get into other topics. So thank you for watching this one. Check in in a few minutes if you're just on Facebook or tomorrow if you're you know, checking these out through the, through the website, through Clean Technica, and we'll have more to talk about. Thank you. That's right, everyone. Well, have, welcome back or welcome back later when you come back, right? Because I should say yeah. that as you come back. But anyway, what I wanted to say is good luck, Zach. Uh, that's a really cool uh, trip you guys are going to take. And we look forward to being able to text. That would be actually kind of fun, right? Anyways, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers.